Welcome to Lasting Truth, a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel, Sweet Hills in Banning, California, where Pastor Ryan Hussein teaches the entire Word of God, chapter by chapter, verse by verse, giving our listeners the opportunity of receiving the full counsel of God. In today's program, we are studying the book of First Chronicles, chapter 17. Here's Pastor Ryan. How many cathedrals in Europe lie empty on Sundays? Just beautiful cathedrals all over Europe that are no longer packed with, with Christians because you know the Lord isn't working there because the people aren't giving themselves over to the Lord. Doctrinally, they've compromised in Europe so badly, so badly they've turned from the word of the Lord. So I love God that he says, I, I, I don't really... I don't need those things. I wasn't, you know, he's basically saying that he he didn't need those things before. No need of a temple. It reminds us to remain humble. It is a blessing that our story deals with us going from, you know, one school to another school, setting up. Um, Just humble, humble beginnings. And then going to a park during COVID and, and being out there in the middle of nature just like the Israelites. And then God taking us and giving us this building within, what, a month after we were there. I think we started in June, June first Sunday in June. And we began meeting here the first Sunday in August. That's two months. So God has done an amazing work. And as long as he's the substance, then temples and our church will be right on the money. A wonderful thing. But, you know, let us have the mind of Christ. Jesus our Lord is, was so humble, so humble. And we need to remember that in these last days. It's not like the world where it's a big, just shiny, golden thing that everyone is in awe of. The Lord came so humbly. And we're exhorted in the Bible to be humble as he was humble. In Philippians 2.5, it says, Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who, being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant, and coming in the likeness of men. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even to the death of the cross. Now, that verse blesses my heart because I don't want to get ahead of the Lord and think, well, we need all of this, these fancy things for the church and we need to spend all this money to get all all fancy one day if there's more money and 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 the substance is christ and we can do some nice things i'm not against that but i'm not gonna be moved by like many pastors are you hear it and it's sad where pastors are like or christians within those churches say oh if we only had this in our church or if we only had this that at our church then god will bless it then it would then people will come and then you know all of that goes out the window when i hear that god's saying i you know i was i went from tent to tent and he did fine leading his people did he not from tent to tent he didn't need Notre Dame in Paris. It's just simple that the power might be in Christ and not in a building. And if more about the humility of our Lord, Isaiah 53, remember that one, verse 2? For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant and as a root out of dry ground. He has no form or comeliness. And when we see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. That's heavy. The word tells us that our Lord was very lowly and not someone that in appearance we would all be like oh that's him it's amazing isn't it how do we know it's him 
by the works that he did, by the words that he spoke. How do we know that Christ is here? Because the power of his word is preached here. Because the love of Christ is here. Because people are getting saved here. Because, you know, sinners are repenting. He's here. May not look like much, but he's here. It looks like a lot to me in comparison to the schools. It look, looks really nice. Back in, or not back in, but we'll get to chapter 22 eventually. But what's interesting is when Solomon is, when David is going to hand the kingdom over to Solomon. And David cannot build the temple, but, and, he, and he tells Solomon the reason why. Why did God say no to David? And so he tells him in chapter 22, David tells his son Solomon that the word of the Lord had came to him and said to him, you have shed much blood and have made great wars. You shall not build a house for my name because you have shed much blood on the earth in my sight. Behold, a son shall be born to you who shall be a man of rest. And I will give him rest from all his enemies all around. And so the reason why the Lord said no was because David had shed so much blood in all the wars that he fought. Now, it wasn't a bad thing that he shed the blood of his enemies, for he was God's warrior, God's instrument in fighting them. So the blood was a valor and honorable. It wasn't like it was a bad thing in God's sight. David was a mighty warrior. That's his calling, part of his calling. He was priestly, he was a prophet of the Lord. He's a shepherd boy who became a king. But he was also, King David is known as the fighter, the warrior. That's what he was. His son, not so much. Not at all, in fact. He would be known as a man of rest. And if you think about the long life of King David and how amazing uh, his life was, how, you know, it's like you do, it's God in his wisdom. It's like, yeah, I don't think I want you to do that. David lived such a full life. Like, we're going to add to that the building of a, of a temple. And so I see God's wisdom in just not allowing him to do so. But God mentions the blood, and God desires that men get saved. His temple is going to be a place where the world can come, where his people, the Jews, can come on pilgrimage three times a year and reminisce and commemorate the goodness of God, where sacrifices and praises and, and hurting people can come and learn of God, where the Gentiles can see the Jews as a light there and come to know the God Jehovah. And it's a, it's a beautiful picture of, uh, of the church and what it's supposed to be. This is a place where people come to find life. To find life. The life is in Jesus Christ. It's in his blood. And it's in his word. Amen? I think about the sons of Zebedee. John and James. When the Samaritans would not accept Jesus in their town, in their village... They said, Lord, do you want us to call thunder from heaven and have, or fire from heaven and have them destroyed? And Jesus responded to them in Luke 9, 56, For the Son of Man did not come to destroy men's lives, but to save them. That's what he came. That's what church is. King David, you know, 
God was going to raise up his son, a man of rest, to be able to do that. So life is precious to the Lord. Now therefore, verse 7, Thus shall you say to my servant David, Thus says the Lord of hosts, I took you from the sheepfold, from following the sheep, to be ruler over my people Israel. And I have been with you wherever you have gone, and have cut off all your enemies from before you, and have made you a name like the name of the great men who are on the earth. That's a beautiful statement. It's to show David that, you know, God, God has been with you. God knows your story. He knows your story, David. He was with you. He called you from the sheepfold when you were uh, feeding sheep. And God would say the same for us tonight. He knows your story. He knows mine. He knows everything about us, and that's so beautiful. And and he still loves us. He still loves us, and he knows all about, even when we're yet sinners, Christ died for us, the Bible says. You know that I can talk to God about some of the crazy instances in the past in my life, when I was in my youth, I can share with him some of the hurts in my youth, some of the crazy situations that I got out of by the skin of my teeth. Looking back now, I see that God was with me, even when I was yet sinner, a sinner. So many crazy incidences, but I can talk to Jesus all about him because he was there. I have been with you, he said to David, wherever you have gone. I love that about our God. He has been everywhere with you. The pains, the hurts, the confusion, the madness. We can't escape his presence. The Bible says, if I make my bed in in the depths of hell, you are there everywhere. God was with you. And God is with you. And God will be with us. And he's keeping us until the day we are with him and we see him face to face. Man, I love God. I love him because he loved me. We love him because he loved us. And God knows he took him from nothing and made him something. That's his story. He was a nobody and now he's a somebody. Isn't that our story though? The moment we, we surrender our lives to faith in Jesus Christ, don't we go from, from being nobody to being the most loved adopted child of Jesus Christ. We become so loved. and His inheritance becomes our inheritance. We become wealthy beyond this world's, you know, numeric capabilities to compute. I mean, we become wealthy the moment we go from nothing to everything, just like that, by the blood of Jesus. And it has nothing to do with how much money we have. It has everything to do that we're not going with the reality that we're no longer going to hell, but we're going to heaven. We all of our stories is from 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 rags to riches. All of our story. That's why we love him. When we see him, we praise him, we worship him. When we see him in heaven, we're gonna just fall at his feet because it is he who has redeemed us, who purchased us, and we're gonna see those scars and we're gonna know it was for us. We're going to love him so much. 
And I have been with you wherever you have gone, and have cut off all your enemies from before you, and have made you a name like the name of the great men who are on the earth. Moreover, I will appoint a place for my people Israel, and will plant them, that they may dwell in a place of their own, and move no more, nor shall the sons of wickedness oppress them any more, as previously, since the time I commanded judges to be over my people Israel. Also, I will subdue all your enemies. Furthermore, I tell you that the Lord will build you a house. And so just amazing blessings that God is bestowing upon King David because God was blessed that it was in his heart to give God a house. He loved that about his servant David. David cared to give God something better. David cared to give God what's best. And God saw that, recognized it, isn't going to let him do it, but because it was in his heart, there's a reward for that anyways. Desire, my brothers and sisters, to give God your best. Desire to bless the Lord. Bless him. Kiss the Son. Worship the Lord. There is great reward in doing so. He will subdue your enemies. He will bless you and plant you where you need to be planted. You will have a fruitful and a blessed life. Jesus said, you know, I came to give them life and that much more abundant. Guys, I believe with all my heart that if I abide in Christ, the blessings aren't going to stop. They're just not going to stop. Don't be discouraged tonight. Seek him evermore. Seek him hard. Seek him early. Seek him late. Give him your best now where you're at. And watch him bless your life. You will still have trials. But the blessings should be compounding and so amazing that whatever comes at you, it's like no problem. Because this world and the enemy cannot take from us quicker than God is giving to us. He's given us so much. Why are we tripping when people do us wrong? They can't do us wrong enough. He's doing so right to us. Think about him planting the Israelites there in Jerusalem. And I think of our church. He's planted us. He's done a miracle here, guys. Unbelievable. He blessed us with a church out of nowhere. And I get a call from the solar panel guy who owns the panels. And he just donated them to us. That's $8,000. That happened this past week. It's like another solar company. And I was like, then I looked at it and I go, wait a minute. That's right. Wait a minute. And I called him up. Is this real? I almost threw that away. Isn't that cool? I think payments on that, that were supposed to go to, to 2030. So see, God loves you. Don't trip. And it shall be, verse 11. Oh no, verse 10. Since the time that I commanded judges to be over my people Israel, also I will subdue all your enemies. Furthermore, I tell you that the Lord will build you a house. And that word house is the same as the word for dynasty. The Lord will build David a dynasty. Right? We're talking, we're talking through his lineage Jesus Christ, the Messiah, will be born. And thus you see the genealogies in Matthew and in Luke that speak to that fact that Jesus Christ, born in Bethlehem to the virgin, was of the lineage of King David from this very promise. 
I will build you a dynasty. Verse 11, and it shall be when your days are fulfilled, when you must go to be with your fathers, that I will set up your seed after you, who will be of your sons, and I will establish his kingdom. That's Solomon. He shall build me a house. That's Solomon. And I will establish his throne forever. That speaks of Jesus Christ and his throne. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on us. What do you want? That we will be clean, the leper said. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on us. What do you want? That we would receive our sight. I will be his father and he shall be my son. And I will, take my, I will not take my mercy away from him as I took it from him who was before you. Speaking of King Saul, remember that? But the chronicler doesn't, doesn't write Saul's name here. Commentators believe that the chronicle chronicler was upset at Saul still (laughs) and I will establish him in my house and in my kingdom forever that's the Lord and his throne shall be established forever and we're going to be a part of that kingdom we are a part of that kingdom according to all these words and according to all this vision So Nathan spoke to David. Then King David went and sat before the Lord and said, Who am I, O Lord God? And what is my house that you have brought me this far? Who am I, Lord, that you would give your life for me? David had so much to be grateful for, but with us, with everyone, it begins with salvation. Who am I that you would give your life for me? Oh, for the joy that was set before him. He laid down his life for you and for me. We ought to sit at his feet every day and say, Who am I? Thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord. And yet this was a small thing in your sight, O God. And you have also spoken of your servant's house for a great while to come. And have regarded me according to the rank of a man of high degree, O Lord God. What more can David say to you? For the honor of your servant. David knew. David never forgot that God took him from the smallest beginnings. And he knew that he was blessed to be amongst ranked people. Men of high degree. I am shocked at how far God can take a person. Saul, who was persecuting the church and Christians, ends up preaching before Nero, Caesar. How did that happen? Look at our lives. Look at how the company he's blessed us with. I'm blessed to be in your company. We're going to judge angels one day. We're going to be in heaven looking all awesome one day. We're going to be with each other forever. It is an honor to be in your presence. You are our king's friends. So, what's my point? (laughs) High degree. You know, when I got ordained, my pastor wrote in the Bible that he gave me, and he said, he said, um, give yourself to the words in this book, and God will take you places you only dreamed of. (sighs) It's true. It's true. (sighs) You know, going to Tennessee in two weeks to Memphis Clarissa's going to record her, her remaster her song 
what? You know what I mean? It's cuckoo. We didn't seek it out. We don't care about those things. We're cool just chilling right here. She's cool just playing right here. But whatever God wants to do, he's doing, you know. I get to go to Maine in November, Lord willing. That's the furthest place from here, isn't it? Pretty much. Can you get any further in the United States? Crazy. They say it's beautiful in the fall. One of the most beautiful places in our country in the fall. Man, that's God. You have your stories too. You have also spoken of your servant's house for a great while to come and have regarded me according to the rank of a man on high degree, O Lord God. What more can David say to you for the honor of your servant? For you know your servant, O Lord, for your servant's sake and according to your own heart, you have done all this greatness in making known all these great things. O Lord, there is none like you, nor is there any God beside you, according to all that we have heard with our ears. And and the fact that God saved us, Ephesians tells us that for eternity, it speaks of the greatness of God's grace that we're going to be in heaven. Like it's it's going to be mind-blowing that we're going to be there, of all people. Mind-blowing. So the blessings that God gives us, the amazing places that he has taken us and he's blessing us with so much, that proves that he is God, that he is alive, that we serve a living God. It, it speaks of his greatness, not ours. And who is like your people, Israel, the one nation on earth whom God went to redeem for himself as a people, to make for yourself a name by great and awesome deeds, by driving out nations from before your people whom you redeemed from Egypt. For you have made your people, Israel, your very own people forever, and you, Lord, have become their God. And now, O Lord, the word which you have spoken concerning your servant and concerning his house, let it be established forever and do as you have said so let it be established that your name may be magnified forever saying the lord of hosts the god of israel is israel's god and let the house of your servant david be established before you for you O oh my god have revealed to your servant that you will build him a house therefore your servant has found it in his heart to pray before you and now Lord you are God and have promised this goodness to your servant now you have been pleased to bless the house of your servant that it may continue before you forever for you have blessed it O Lord and it shall be blessed forever the promises in Christ are yea and amen take that promise home with you it is for you it is for me it is for david and yes he is not done with israel as well but the promises amazing blessings come for those who fear the lord let's pray father we thank you for your word we thank you for it lord it changes us it molds us it touches us it touches us in the deep places of our heart and we pray that it would bear much fruit lord Oh, Lord, help us to meditate on your word. Help us to do your word, not just hear it. There's someone here who has not accepted Christ, but tonight God has spoken to your heart and you would like to receive the Lord. And I can lead you in a prayer to ask Jesus to forgive you of all your sins. And you're willing to repent of your sins. Give him your heart. This is the night of salvation. 
Father, we, again, we thank you for our time. May you bless our fellowship. May it be just a time of great unity and joy and strengthening. And Lord, as the weather's changing and uh, things are colder now, Lord, help us this season not to get sick or too sick. Protect our church, Lord. Help our country. It's in a mess. Help the world, Lord. Help us to stay strong, to not fear. For you have not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. Help us not to buckle to the pressures of temptation, to buckle to the temptations of the world or the pressures that people want to put on us to do the things that we don't want to do. We love you, Lord. Give us strength. We thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us today at Lasting Truth Radio. If you're in the area, come out and join us for Sunday services at 10 a.m. or Wednesday evening at 7 p.m. We are located at 3035 West Nicolet Street in Banning, California. You can also find us on YouTube or Instagram. If you would like to donate to our program, please do so on our website at ccsweethills.org and hit the online giving tab. We hope you will continue to tune in as we journey through the entire Word of God with the teaching of Pastor Ryan Hussein at Calvary Chapel, Sweet Hills. Cherubim, above.